So we are pleased to welcome none other than Bill's cornerback, Tredavious White in the Undefined with Josine Anderson studio. Tredavious, what's cackalacking? How you doing, Josine? I'm doing good. <laughs> Everything is cool. You, I can tell this is going to be a relaxed interview. You oh, got of course. You purple couch. Uh, we got the purple cool. couch. Listen, yeah. I, I almost feel like I was has this LSU synergy with you with this uh, Tigers yeah. signage you got going. You know, you representing for, for the alumni. Yes? All the time. All the time. That's good. That's good. And, and listen, you deserve to have all this high energy. Uh, I want you just to even start off our interview just to kind of put into words the opportunity that you have going into this age. AFC championship game, knowing what it is that you have come through as a kid from Shreveport, Louisiana? I mean, this is an opportunity of a lifetime in itself, uh, first of all. I mean, uh, to be in this position, just to know, you know, when I was drafted here back in 17, uh, just coming here uh, and seeing how Coach McDermott was building this thing from the from the start. Uh, I was the first draft pick. Yes, you and were. to see where it has, how it has transformed to where it is today, uh, it's something that I always cherish, and it's something that uh, I don't take lightly because I was here in the dark days when it first started, and uh, I don't take it lightly that he chose me to be the first guy to come in and help him turn it around. So uh, we're here now, and uh, we just want to continue to keep this thing rolling. I can feel it in your soul. You have great pride in that, especially being one of the original cogs, you know, in McDermott's vision. So I can I can see you take pride in that. It's very important to you. And speaking of not taking that lightly, you know, what specific reflections do you have, though, from what you even endured coming out of Shreveport that specifically hit you this week? I tell people all the time, you know, to get where I am today, yes, it took a lot of hard work and sacrifice, but I had a whole lot of luck along the way, you know, just from dodging, you know, just coming a victim to, you know, crime and doing things in the head. A lot of stuff that, you know, my family, uh, my, my, my friends that I grew up with fell a victim to. I mean, it's easy to do, yeah. but I don't know. You know, Josina, I tell people this all the time. I don't know when the good Lord made me, he made something, he put something in me that a burning desire to be better, to be something different to go my own way and try to, you know, motivate other people and try to uh, inspire the youth to, from where I come from. So even when, you know, just going through school, grade school and just, you know, doing things, playing sports and being excellent at sports, you know, football, basketball, track, it don't matter. It didn't matter what sport it was. I mean, I was, I was excelling in it, but what I want to be different, what I wanted to be different was in the classroom. You know, mm. it's a lot of guys that's hella athletic, they're a great athlete, but I want to be the guy to do that and have the mind, you know, and to show the guys and to show the, the kids that I grew up with that, you know, you can really do this, do it the right way. You know, you can go to school, you know, you can be a hell of an athlete, but you can be, go to class you can too. So. You can calculate some things. Yeah, so, <laughs> you can know I your mean, trigonometry and your algebra. My, yeah, so I, I, I took that to heart, you know. I knew that the impact that I had on the people back home and all the people that I love, I knew with me making the decision to go back and passing on the NFL and possibly going in the first and second round of my junior year, passing on that to go back and be the first in my family to get a college degree. Uh, that was something, you know, that I, I felt like was more important to motivate other people and, and, and be an example to it, you know, continue to work hard because I don't want to go back to where, where I was, you know? So, uh, and to see that, you know, uh, I have a big impact on my hometown. I, I, I ride around and I have big bulletin boards and things around mm -hmm. around town. Uh, one of the bulletin boards says, yeah, "Tell me, 
when I grow up, I want to be like white. Uh, so it, it's just, it's a lot of, it's a lot of things. A lot going of love on. from there. Yeah. yeah, they feel so, your heartbeat back there. I know that, you know, the whole city of Shreveport, those people are watching me because- You're going to feel the vibes <laughs> through the TV. Oh yeah. They look at me as that, that shining star, that bright light yeah. of the whole community, the whole city. So. Yeah. You're making me feel like you're going to be like Amanda Gorman. That's the girl who was the poet at the uh, presidential inauguration, talking about she's channeling the energy of, you know, the people who came before us. So I feel like, you know, you're going to be on this game in Kansas City just channeling. That's what it is. Yeah, I have to, you know. Yeah. I, I have to, you know. I yeah. have to. But listen, you were talking about track and field, so I have to interject this real quick before we move on, because you know I was a Tar Heel. I ran track at Carolina, oh. and I noticed that, you oh. know, you're rocking your LSU. So I know it must be yeah. hard when you talk about the hardships that you had to endure, having to always get beat by the ACC and, you know, the Carolina Powder Blue. <laughs> so I, I know that Hold was on, difficult. Last time we played, I know no, that was okay. difficult. It was back in, like, 2010. <laughs> I thought we smoked them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, it definitely wasn't when I was there. So we are moving on with this. <laughs> you didn't know I ran for Carolina, did you? I didn't. I found that out. I'm going to go look up them tech. No, no, you don't need to look up my stats. That, that, those were back in the day stats. You know, let's just keep that all in perspective. <laughs> yeah, these kids, these kids are hella faster now. Yes. So let's just talk about, too, how you feel like you're handling the pressure, specifically also coming off of that contract where you got the four-year, $69 million deal September to, you know, 2020. Um, how do you feel like you've handled those expectations of the contract and just in general being that the Bills' first rounder in 2017? As far as, like, the pressure, I never felt pressure mm -hmm. uh, as far as to try to perform or do anything to validate my contract because mm -hmm. I, I just knew, you know, with hard work and dedication that it was always going to work out, even though, you know, a good game, bad game, indifferent. My, my confidence never, never wavered. My, my routine never changed. Mm -hmm. Everything stays the same. Cause I know that, you know, at the end, you know, my hard work is going to pay off regardless, no matter when it is September, October, December, January, it could be in the Super Bowl, February, it's going to pay off. So I never, I never, you know, felt pressure to, you know, pretty much try to live up to yourself you know, or anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, and, you know, the good thing about being in this organization, that was the first thing Coach McDermott and Brandon Bean told me when I, when I signed. It was like, you know, you know, nothing has to change. You don't have to try to be somebody that you're not. Just be the same guy that you are. And that is just good enough. And, you know, it, it makes me happy and more comfortable just being in an environment like that. I can just continue to be myself and continue to do the things that I'm doing. So describe, these guys already know. Yeah, so describe how you feel like your season went in terms of the expectation that you have, not just being and McDermott telling you, just be yourself, yeah. but compared to the standard that you have in your own head, how do you feel like your season has gone so far beginning and, and to where we are now? Uh, I mean, early on I had a, a few injuries that, you know, kind of limit me, you know, I missed the game. Then I had to get into a rhythm. Uh, and it, it was just a lot going on, but I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a competitor. And as the season got on, I got a little bit more comfortable and, you know, things continue to go my way. I mean, it started to go my way. I mean, I mean, I was able to make an all pro year again this year, yes, make a pro did. bowl again, yes, she did. do those things two, two times back to back. And it's something to be proud of. So my teammates, those guys helped me along the way. I got a great support staff here, a team chaplain. You know, we have we have a mental a mental uh, coach here, mm -hmm. a breathing coach. So we have all the, the tools to be successful in the building here. So uh, I feel like I couldn't be in a better spot, in a better place with, with better people than where I am now. 
So let's talk about, obviously, the matchup. You've got the game against the Chiefs. You played them previously in uh, week six, and um, obviously that was a home uh, a loss there, 26-17. to 17. Um, In that game, you guys played a lot of too high safety. The good thing is you didn't allow the big explosive plays. I think Hill just had 20 yards receiving. Kelsey had 65, but Edwards-Hilaire had 161 rushing yards. So tell me what has evolved in the defense now that's going to give you all more confidence that you can go more downhill, come into the box, and still get back in cover. It was early on in the season, too, and we had a lot of new guys on our defense. Like the defense that we have this year is totally different than the T defense that we had last year. So uh, it took some time for us to gel, for us to you know get some get some connection and and get the reps. It takes a lot of reps, you know, when you coming in with a whole new group. We didn't have no OTAs, nothing like that. So we were just learning on the fly on Zoom calls. And then once we came together for camp, we had what three or four weeks to try to the defense of philosophy philosophy that we have. But you know, but like do you I said feel like earlier, but do you feel like Durham, you guys allowed too much? you know, like you're going to try to strike a little bit more of a balance in terms of obviously you're trying to stay back and prevent, right? But you don't want to have, uh-huh. I think I heard Jordan Poirier say this, not as, you know, allow as many rushing yards. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You, you know, that's the first, that's the first, that's the first goal is, is to stop the run. You want to make a team one dimensional. If you, if you got go into a game and you allow a team to rush the ball and pass the ball, you, you're just going to be in for a long day. So what was your assignment that first time around in week six in terms of, you know, what you were, you know, what you had to do. Did you have to spy? Were you left, right? I mean, did you stay mostly on yeah, hill? Uh, do you remember? Yeah, I'm, I'm typically to the left side, mm-hmm. left corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, the routes and things that they were running, I mean, it was it was, it was was what we seen on film, but mm-hmm. we just doing, didn't do a great job of stopping the guys. You know, we, we let them run. Like you said, we let them, we didn't give up the explosive pass plays, but they had a hell of a lot of uh, explosive runs too, so – uh, I mean, we just got to stop the run and just try to limit the damage this game, you know. Do you take pride in the fact that Hill just had 20 receiving yards? I mean... In that game? I I mean, that's 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 a huge accomplishment because yeah. not a lot of people are going <laughs> to hold him saying. to under right. 20 yards. Yeah, right. so that's definitely... Yeah, we, 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 we definitely uh, achieved our goal in that aspect to yeah. not give up explosives to him, but, you know, we, we gave up the run, so... Mm. Now we got to try to stop the run this game and, 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 and also try to stop Hill again, which is not going to be an easy task. But I feel like with the guys that we have, we're, we're up for the challenge for sure. And how much do you get in on supporting in the coverage on Kelsey, even though he's basically like eight foot four? <laughs> it seems oh, like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's going to take, it's going to take a little bit of luck. To try. We, we hope, hope he have a little butterfingers this game <laughs> and we're going to try to, we're going to have to try to, uh, triple him, you know, he, he's a load, man. Uh, you get up there and try to press him, he just press him, he just throw you by, and, you know, you can't do nothing. Then if you play off of him, he's just going to box you out, and you're not going to be able to get around him. So we got to try to mix it up and try to uh, challenge him and also give him a little space, but also hopefully, you know, we have a little luck too. So that's how that's the only how you're going to cover a guy like that. And, and just because you're a corner real quick, I have a quick question on this, because this is what I feel like I see when I'm watching the game. I know you guys have to get in position to make a tackle, specifically when the guy is receiving the ball. You want to be there to, you know, to stop, make sure he doesn't get the yak. Right. But then you also right. want to be in position so you can jump the route. And sometimes I feel like not you or just in general, when I'm watching, you know, I feel like, OK, the guy's just waiting for the ball to come to him. And then he just makes the tackle, you know, right there at the point of, uh-huh. of the reception. And it just feels like 
ugh, you know, if he would just have been even more forward, he would just be catching it just like if he had the mindset of a receiver. So how do you right. make that decision yourself as a corner when you're going to more just play the ball like you were, like it was coming to you, like you were OBJ, like, you know, instead of Tredavious White? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that comes with just being comfortable, you know, in traffic when guys are around you and tracking the ball. I mean, Coach, our, our defensive coordinator, Coach Fraser, he does a great job of just, you know, preaching to us, go for the ball. Don't worry about yes. people around you. I mean, if you catch the ball, that's the main thing. I mean, guys are going to move out the way. You know, you go in and be aggressive and just go track the ball. That's what it's all about. And I think that, you know, with him and how he works with us after practice, catching balls in, in, in tough situations, you know, when guys around, the bodies around, I mean, he trains us for the, those types of situations. And, and then, I mean, to your point, uh, I think that, you know, a lot of guys fall back and not try to, you know, jump the route so early because they worry about the double move. But over here, man, Coach McDermott and Coach Fraser does a great job of just, if you see something, go get it. You know, they're, they're, they're all about being confident in what you see and being confident in your film study. And if you see it, just go go jump and go try to make a play. I mean, these guys do not like passive football players over here, guys that do not want to make a mistake. They say, if you make a mistake, go full speed. And, uh, you know, that's what our defense has been doing for the last 10, eight, nine weeks. Uh, we've been playing pretty good. So, yeah, speaking of we'll coach, attack the ball. I know, <laughs> I know that's right. And speaking of Coach Frazier, and, and you know he's also a head coaching candidate for this vacancy right now with the Houston Texans. So I'm just curious for the don't people speak, who don't, don't speak on that. No, I know, not yet. I know you don't want you want to hold on to your guy. We don't want to put those vibes in yet. Yeah. But but what I do want you to do is for the people who don't know him as well, illuminate uh, you know some examples of how he's impacted you know just how you play, whether it be in a meeting, during yeah. a game, or just something he said to you, man to man. Uh, it's just obviously just it, it's an asset in itself to have a coach that you know your DC he plays your position he's won a Super Bowl doing it so that's 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 a plus in itself but you know I feel like he's been a bit the, one of the biggest assets to my career in this short term in, in the last four years just because you know he's been in the all the positions that a defensive back could be in I mean he's been beat he's been beat for touchdowns he's been beat so he knows the position of defensive back, how, you know, how stressful it is, how you got to be so confident. You can't let your confidence waver. You know, guys are going to catch passes. Guys are going to make plays too, but you got to continue to have a short-term memory and things like that. So in meetings and stuff like that, when guys have a bad play or a bad series or something like he's not as, you know, hard on us because he knows the position. He knows how tough it is. And also, you know, to have to pick his brain on the side for the last four years, just about, tracking the ball every day after practice he has me track the ball every day and mm. like you were saying talk mm -hmm. attacking the ball in the air mm -hmm. i mean i i do that every day off the judge okay. he has me backpedaling <laughs> 50 yards turn full sprint off the jugs machine he's shooting the jugs that's right and i gotta go track the ball in the air and jump that's so if right. i don't jump up and catch it at a highest point it don't count that's so right. i mean just to have a coach like that that's that's willing to put the time in with you after practice to, to uh, help you be a better player on the field. I mean, that's all you want. You want guys that's willing to get you in, even though everybody's talented, want to get you in and develop you. That's what it's all about, developing players. And uh, when you see the, the finishing product of, of you developing a player, that's what, you, what you're most proud of. And I think one of the first people that I always thank for my success, because mm -hmm. without him, uh, Tredavious White wouldn't be 
you know, a pro bowl type of player, you know. That's so, awesome. That's, yeah. that's a really good word to hear from you. I can tell that that's heartfelt too. So, yeah. um, and what he should do is turn the lights off in the stadium, make the ball neon and make you track it that way. But I'll talk to him about that later anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably doing that. Yeah, probably, you know? probably doing I gotta that. Have, I got to have LASIK first. Okay. <laughs> Hey, listen, all right, I'll get you out on a few last three questions here. Uh, real quick, we got to talk about Josh Allen. Tell me so, tell me something I don't know about Josh Allen. Is there anything that you can tell me that I don't know about him hey, behind, he got the, behind most the scenes? He the most swag of a quarterback that I've ever seen, that I've played with. Okay. And I've played with some great, with some guys that got some swag, like Tyrod Taylor. Okay. Tyrod got some swag. Oh, yeah, we now. know he's always I mean, up but, in the Paris fashion shows. <laughs> Yeah, but Josh, I'm just talking about just the swagger on the field and the dog mentality that he has. Uh, I can remember his rookie year, he heard of the guy, you know. You don't want your franchise quarterback doing that, but, I mean, that, that just says it all about Josh Allen, man. He's team first guy. He's all about winning, and uh, he's he's the spirit to our, to, to our team. I mean, he we, goes that, we go as he goes. And, uh, he so knows you approve of the mustache and the facial hair? Uh, whatever he whatever he doing, it's, it's a little bristly. I'm just saying, from a female perspective, he a little bristly. Continue to do that. <laughs> I mean, it's COVID right now. We can't be out in the barbershop. You know, I can give a dog a pass. <laughs> All right. And speaking of, you know, secondary here, are you guys planning any celebrations, new dances, or a secret handshakes, or anything that I that we should see revealed in the AFC nah. Championship game? Nah, uh, we, mm. we we got handshakes, you know. All, mm. Everybody on the defense have a mm-hmm. handshake. But as far as the celebration, nothing new's no, coming up. We, yeah, we don't pra- We sort of don't have time to practice those type of things. Coach McDermott <laughs> keep us busy around okay. here with meetings and things, walkthroughs and stuff like that. So the 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 celebrations and practicing those things, nah. And then you don't want to do it after practice, you because you already tired. Because Coach McDermott, he. You know, our practice is getting a little bit intense, so we don't have time to practice. Well, maybe practice you, you will make it to the point where you could be like Bill's Mafia, crash a couple tables, nothing, no, no pyrotechnic, you know no on, fire. Yeah, we went, we went in this game. You know, we don't, we don't crash some tables, crash through a few tables for sure. <laughs> At the airport, once we get off the plane. Okay, there you go. And then lastly, just for me, if you could just describe the juice right now in the building, knowing that you were counting down to this AFC Championship game, whether that also means you guys have done any extra motivational speeches, team meetings, or just how guys are vibing, you know, get, paint the atmosphere for me. Uh, I mean, to be honest, Josina, mm. I mean, it's, it's same the same. Old. Oh, same it, old, okay. It is the same old, same mm-hmm. old. I mean, Coach McDermott, I – I mean, it goes from Coach McDermott on down into, you know, our our our, our nutrition nutrition uh, yeah, ladies that, that cook our food and make our food. Yeah, they know that it's championship Dang. caliber. It's a process that we have from Monday through Sunday. You know, we just gonna come in and do the same thing each and every week and keep it the same. We don't never too high, never too low. Uh, the most important game is the next game up because it's the only game that we have this week. And we just want to go one and oh, and then you know, Coach McDermott, he does a great job of just selling that message. And also the players, my teammates and everybody around does a great job of just staying in the moment and staying, you know, with the process. Keep it uh, business you know, is basically what you're trying from. to say. <laughs> same thing. It's, yes. it's, it's, it's a typical week. It's nothing different. Okay, so we, okay. We're going to go on and be the same old bills. Okay, well, I know that that means that you'll have the tables on ice, you know, warming them up, you know, God willing, everything works out the way you want it to. You got the bill, uh-huh. Bills Mafia tables waiting to crash, you know, that you can just go ahead and give your best WWE moment, come from the top rope. 
<laughs> right. Hey, Justina. Yes, tell could me. Could you, you know, go ahead and go smash the table with us then. Uh, hey, listen. If it, okay, okay, okay. Come on. So Come listen. On with it. Okay, so uh, we'll, 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 we'll put this here. If y'all win all the way, we got a it ticket. A video. You, we got a ticket. Bill's paid for. Make sure McDermott takes my bill now, takes my tab. But okay. I'll come up okay. and I and I'll crash a table. It might it might be a little you know kitty Thanksgiving table, but I'll it's I'll smash the table. You know, they they we'll set do the it. tables up on fire here. They uh -huh. set the tables on fire. Now here, I'm not bro. doing all that. I didn't agree to that. I didn't. I didn't agree to that. <laughs> I agree. I agree to little tables. So, okay. So you you tell you tell table. coach you tell Boyko over there. Somebody who got deep pockets, make sure they take care of me coming and then I'll be Boyko. there. Oh, no, nah, Brandon Bean and Coach McDermott, those boys oh, got the Oh, you got plenty of seven figures around there, so it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mr. Tucom, I'm going to let you go. I appreciate it. So for Tredavious, no, Mike, no. yes, what? Yeah, you appreciate too, Carmen. You know, I call you. Know, you. Anytime you want me on this show, let me know. Oh, we got I'm it. I'm willing to come on your oh, show. Oh, I you appreciate know, cool, that. All right, know? I appreciate the love. So for Tredavious White, I'm Josine Anderson. Thank you for coming in the studio, okay? All right, big love. I appreciate all you. Right, pre Appreciate it, Josina. Yeah, Thank you. Too. You too. <laughs>